0: Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain. But you feel it. You felt it your entire life.
1: Hats. I thought you were waiting for me. I thought no, I was going to... Brent, how are you, man? Good night. What's going on? I'm a shit coiner. I'm a double shit coiner. Why? Because we are sitting on Uh two new chairs. Actually, they're not new chairs. They're second-hand chairs. Yeah. But um, so we we are not. Do you want to say how much they were? They were well in sats They were well. They were. It was fifty Australian dollars for two chairs. Yeah. Um. So you know. Um. You know. Big spender. But um. Um. Yeah. How many sats is that? A lot a lot too many sats it's frightening it sounds like nothing when you say 50 bucks yeah, 50 when bucks you, when when you 50 talk bucks.
0: about it in sats well,
1: particularly right
0: now it's a lot of sats so we're yeah we're definitely moving up in the world we've upgraded from what one at least one broken chair that well that I w-
1: broke yeah i break chairs that's basically what i do yep um because chairs are you know chairs are shit going anyway but um and you were sitting on the most uncomfortable church pew that i've ever seen or whatever yeah but anyway, and i've got a bony ass so that doesn't work out well for me but anyway uh, that's uh this is what a good start this is yeah, um, yeah yeah we have got um we have got two people on tonight we do which like is tonight. i think a first as well I, we're recording right yeah, yeah yeah and one is one yeah so the first time we've had two and the first time we've had a repeat guest but, we've, but we have a new guest too so you want to introduce them no you can <laughs> so so in fact, do you want to introduce yourself? Daz, Daz, let's start with you, mate. Well, you've just done it. Hi, okay. Daz.
2: I'm back, boys. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for having me back. Um I've got to tell you, I'm
1: feeling the pressure. First returning guest, the um the stakes are high. Yep. And you are in the Doc's jar as well already. We're just talking about that too. So we're Daz is already in our Doc's jar, so let's hope he gets <laughs> he has to double up. And um we also have um Seb. Seb bunny, right? Yep. Yep, yep. like the um, rabbit, but with an EY. see so, right, okay, gotcha and you are in canada and it is ridiculous o'clock in the morning
3: do you want to do you want to see who you are and um, where you are and what the story is Seb? oh yeah no 100 um yeah my name is seb um i am just north of kind of uh, vancouver somewhere in the forest and uh yeah i'm on kind of like a bit of a bitcoin standard and have been kind of supporting the bitcoin education side of things for a few years now and it's just again one of those things bitcoin is kind of the guiding light and it's changed my world so that's just kind of like a brief little bit thing about me it just it just keeps happening to
1: people you, once you're once you jumped in you can't jump you out can't jump out you, you don't want to um so maybe where do we start so we well um, what let's, let's talk how about, do you know each other yeah yeah let's talk about how do you how, how do you guys know each other that's like probably a good place to i'll start. probably
2: take that one seb so yeah um so i started writing some education pieces and then i sent one of my pieces to the one and only mr greg foss and he um gave it a uh, the thumbs up said you, you're not speaking absolute crap you, you're kind of making sense and then it wasn't long after i sent foss that piece to look over that um a surgeon by the name of jason sansoni reached out to foss and said foss half the time when you talk i don't understand a word what you're saying and i need like a dictionary and uh you know the the old book of bonds Bible to break down what you're trying to say. I think there's an opportunity to um, to you know build out a platform or some courses or something along the lines of basically making this financial gibbledegook more accessible to the layperson really. And so Foss introduced me and Jason, and then a few months later, um, Seb was writing some phenomenal stuff um, for Bitcoin magazine. He can probably fill in exactly how we met Foss, but it wasn't too long after we'd started that group that uh, a couple of other people joined and then um, Seb joined the fold as well. And just one of those things, um, Seb and I are very aligned with our thought process around, you know, what we wanted from this course, which we'll obviously talk about a bit today um, if, if we can. And um, yeah, we just hit it off and he joined the group really, really well, fitted in, melded in really well. And just all of us motivated by trying to, educate people on this shiny orange coin you know called bitcoin
0: great so the so the educational platform that you've created is called looking Glass. correct what is the process i suppose a from inception the middle ground to actually launching the platform like is it is it just a million and one zoom meetings is it all right you do this you do that i'm going to do this like how, how did you
2: actually start It was troll by fire, really. We were figuring that out. That exact, it's a really good question because we didn't know how to go about that. So a lot of, I would say nearly the first six months of from when Jason and I first started talking to when we really started putting pen to paper was about six months. We were talking, just trying to collaborate ideas. Um, One of the biggest challenges because we're all global. So we've got myself in Australia, Seb in Canada, FOSS in Canada, We've got Pleb Music. Uh, he does our content media. He floats around the world, but he was based in Germany, has been based in Croatia, recently based in South Africa. Right. So it's it's a real challenge to balance all his time frame. Jason's in the U.S. now. We've got James on boards in the U.S. We've got um, another lady who's just joined the team, Dalia, Um, and she's U.S. based, but she's currently in Colombia. So it's it's the biggest challenge is trying to find a slot of time where we can all meet and and catch up so it's becoming a little bit harder as the group sort of grows but um we're we're managing it so far but um from sort of first talks to inception to start putting pen to paper was about six months and then it took us about another six months before we actually had had it launched so once we sort of started um building the bookends out about what we wanted to deliver so the first sort of step was um you know what what is it we're trying to achieve What is it we want to touch on? What do we want to leave out more than anything? And then, you know, what does it look like? What's the sort of building out a a framework for the content? And I'll, Seb, I'm probably talking too much, Matt. I'll I'll let you jump in in a sec. But, um, and then it was just starting to find the strengths within the team and then try and sort of allocate some roles. And, um, and as it turned out, you know, sometimes it can be, when you, when you're dealing with content and this content creation, um, sometimes You can have too many people. So in the end, uh, for this specific task and this specific course, it just come down to Seb and I writing the content for for the course that we launched.
3: So you basically... Oh, sorry, Seb. Well, I was just going to mention as well, Like, you'll be surprised at how many different types of like target markets there are even just within the Bitcoin space. And so that's where we had a lot of trouble. We're like, do you target... Like the maximalists do you target those kind of in between people where they like bitcoin but they're also interested in finance do you target the people that have never heard of bitcoin and, and that's the thing is we were trying to think about okay well we want to make an impact and so we've decided to kind of go down that route of trying to actually target the people that either don't know about finance and we're trying to get them into finance because so that they can ask the right questions or the people that are already in finance, but they don't necessarily know about Bitcoin because we feel like that's where we're going to have the most impact, and that—that that is actually what took us months to be able to define, and we're still kind of defining it now. And it's easy to just kind of target the maximalists because that's who we kind of align with. But uh, I think to make an impact, it's actually we've got to hit that uh, that's, that larger target market, but it's hard to reach. Um, just while we're
1: on the early doors, before you know, most of the listeners turned me and Brendo off after five minutes, so. Um, it's free. Let's start there. Yes. Um, it's, um, I've done it. It's a fabulous course. It's, uh, was it, it's called the foundations course. Is that the, the right? Is that what you're, yep. you're, you're once called the Foundations yep. course. Yep. Um, and you guys, um, it's sort of narrated all the way through you do it yourself. Does, is that your, can we say this is, is that a, a, a family member? That is the professional lady that's on the thing too, or was that a joke? No, that's my wife. Yeah. Is that true? Yeah. Okay, cool. I thought yeah, you were, yeah, I didn't know what that right. was true. I was, sure. I was like, often... I, that's what I said to you. I sent him a message to say, I think it's really cool how you're like narrating the stuff yourself because it makes it much more personal, but it's good that you've got that sort of professional lady as well.
0: <laughs> well, I, I actually like, um, well, she's got a lovely voice. She's beautiful, she a beautiful, nice soothing thing. voice. And then it cuts the days. You're like, hey, boys. <laughs> 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 no, you should have dropped that. G'day, boys. <laughs> but, um, it's,
2: well, I, we often joke that we missed, we really didn't leverage that opportunity,
1: that era with the 1-900 numbers. Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> missed opportunity yeah. it's um yes yeah, you, you do you do see something at some point it's like oh shit hit the fan or something So yeah what no. was it you just like yeah you're shit out of luckers I can't out, remember what it is uh, but, yeah. you, but there's something in there it's like yeah you just let it let the guard down slightly <laughs> but um it, yeah it feel it's it's a great course and in doing it obviously I've been around here for a little bit and I sort of most of the content I'm pretty familiar with but all the way through it doesn't feel like doing a course about like people, you know, forcing you into Bitcoin. It does not, it does not have that feel at all. It's a, what is the problem that What's we're it, trying yeah. to, what is the problem we're even talking about and what are the, what are all of, Not maybe not all, but uh, the, the, the major potential solutions that you see as a possible solution and then just offering Bitcoin as one of those things. And obviously based on, you know, the fact that you present to people, people will look at that and go, oh, well, at least I should look more at Bitcoin. Um, So it's, I mean, it's very easy. I'm sure you guys get pulled into the sort of the, the toxic maximalist Twitter stuff as well. I do all the time, but there is definitely a need for more pragmatism and more, you know, try, particularly for people who are not coming, saying they're, well, I'm here and I'm trying to fix it. For the people who are, who just don't know yet. And for the people who just don't know yet, who are trying to, Get their head round what is what may, on the face of it, seem like quite a complicated topic. Um, it's very approachable. Um, it's what would you say? I think you you, you got it down to like a two and a half hour. I'm a bit slow I think I paused and thought about it for a while. It was about four. It to took me to go through, but it was um, it's great, guys. So congratulations. Yeah.
2: Thanks so much for the feedback, and we are getting some really good feedback with it because you know it's one of those things you put. So much work and effort into this thing, and and you really were flying blind. We didn't know if there was a target market, but one one thing to just sort of pull on that thread was was really something we tr- tried really hard with, you know, concentrating in the back of our mind about what was our target audience, and we feel we felt as if you know we wanted to reach everyday wage earners, people who need this more than anything. But as soon as you mention the word Bitcoin, they're going to run hundred miles because it's still shrouded in this in this um you know risk and you know it's a scam and all these all this fud that they've um you know if 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 they just follow mainstream media that's all they're going to know about bitcoin you know and um you just hear about all that you know gets pulled in obviously to all the crypto scams and the shitcoin scams that go on um so as soon as you mentioned the word bitcoin it was kind of needed to be and we've done this deliberately even on the course you'll you'll notice there's no bitcoin logo we had we went away from even using orange um there's there's one s- subtle little bitcoin logo popping around in the background of the of the main page but that's the only sort of thing that we've we flagged with bitcoin because it's kind of like we needed everybody to come along that journey without knowing they were on that journey the same way most of us went through you know learning about this the money was is is fucked you know and reading the Bitcoin standard and, you know, the same thing I always say to people who want a good book to read, read the Bitcoin standard, but don't worry. It's not about Bitcoin really. Hmm. I mean, it, you know, that that name scares people off straight away, but it, it's more about money. Like, you know, three quarters of that book's about money and then it's how Bitcoin fixes it, you know? And that's the sort of same approach we wanted to take with the course by not shoving Bitcoin down everybody's throat and allowing them to come to the realization that it was a great solution if not the only solution for you know pragmatic um proactive investing moving forward
1: yeah i mean i think the course i mean you get a feel that you know that's the decision that you guys have taken um from the course but without shoving the everybody must take you know go it's just to go think for yourself. here's the information to go think for yourself
3: Mm. right Mm critical 100 please oh yeah and i was just to say like I think the the thing that's so important is that a lot of people, when you speak to them, how do you get into Bitcoin? Most of them, they did not just kind of go down the Bitcoin rabbit hole and start researching Bitcoin. Because if you don't think the money is broken, well, then Bitcoin just looks like a dumb idea. And I think you've, you've got to realize that actually there's issues in the world right now that we are not fixing. And 2008, during the financial crisis, all of this monetary policy was just papering over the cracks. And we're just kind of exponentially increasing this issue that we have. And when you start to realize that, then you're like, okay, well, we've got to fix this issue. And that's, I think, when Bitcoin becomes more obvious. And especially for me, because I I think I remember looking at it in like 2013 and watching like the first documentaries and reading books on it because I found it fascinating, but I was like, "Ah, that's a Ponzi, I'm never going to invest in that thing. I I I wish I'd been able to recognize the issues that were in our economy earlier.
1: Yeah, Uh, yeah, I agree. But as I was, so in prep for this, everybody's been raving about um, Greg on the Bitcoin panel at the you know the 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 trillionaires panel at bitcoin 2022 and i hadn't watched it so i thought well i better watch that just to see what it's about and it's he's he's very good um but um where was i going with that um you like greg foss no no excellent but he just what was he was making the point that um i've lost my train of thought completely okay well i'll I'll throw in in with a
0: question so you know his handle is foss greg foss is that like free and open source software greg foss or is it like a bond thing like foss Greg
2: Force. <laughs> <laughs> You'd have to ask him. In. I've All never right. actually thought about it. Oh, really? That's deep. That's it, deep, brenda yeah, yeah. I reckon it's, it's Twitter, probably right? the latter. Force. Yeah, it's
1: Foss. for sure.
2: <laughs> Greg Force. Um, He's actually, I don't know if many people know this, his sister apparently is a um comedian, professional comedian. Yeah, he say says that the name?
1: thing, right? I, I didn't know that yeah. until today
2: what's her name i've never watched any of the stand-up um i I, I don't know we'll have to find it and i'll check i'll I'll let you know so you can put in the show notes i don't know if she's got videos out or anything but i reckon she'd be hilarious because he is fucking funny
1: is he but he has so he has this sort of clout now you see he actually has only been in this sort of well-known Bitcoiner space for i don't know not very long he sort of stepped in and then immediately had 12 to 18 months maybe because yeah something like that um i don't know how long he's personally been involved but like he only really stepped into the twitter sphere like in the last maybe year year and a half is
2: he an angry guy
1: because he seems like <laughs> an angry guy mate. he Passionate.
2: is so personable and yeah. that's why that's why he's like blown up because he just networks man he just he is he's just fun like i reckon he'd just be a hoot to hang around on the weekend because he will said can probably speak to this better because they go skiing together but said tell him about like he'll just like start talking to somebody on the on the chairlift and by the time you get to the end of it they know you know he knows what they ate for breakfast
3: (laughs) oh yeah yeah i've 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 been blown away with how personable he is i I wouldn't say that he's angry i would say that he's got a lot of energy yeah and there'll be times he'd like come over to my place at say like i don't know 7 p.m 6 p.m and you'll start talking about bitcoin he's like I can't talk about Bitcoin. It's just I'm gonna to get too fired up and I won't be able to sleep tonight. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> We don't have to talk about Bitcoin. But you'll be going up every chairlift you go up as you're going skiing. He starts like you'll go to talk to him, and then he'll just turn away and he'll start talking to like the people that he has no idea who they are. And they're like, oh, so what do you guys do? Are you guys, you guys from around here? Have you guys heard a Bitcoin before? And then he'll just start going into Bitcoin orange, pilling everyone every chairlift. Yeah, he's pretty oh, yeah, that's
1: the yes, yeah, that's, that's next level. Yeah. He's um. So, but he sort, of, see, he sort of stepped in with a uh, profile right not a bitcoin profile but a, you know a business right, profile. Yeah. and i think is it james sort of ha- ha- did as well james so, <laughs> sorry who's james uh, la- lavish
3: yeah yeah That's so, so J- james james and greg are kind of like we've broken our team down into different compartments and daz and i are mainly the content writers we've then got dahlia dahlia is kind of like content engagement because she's right. worked in the educational space mm-hmm. we then have uh jason jason's kind of like a bit more strategy focused and pr uh, and then when it comes to max Max max's audio visual but james and uh greg are both kind of senior advisors because they both worked in the hedge fund space they've both worked in the traditional finance space and their depth of knowledge is just unbelievable and so whenever we're kind of talking about the financial side of things or direction they're, they're great to go to and they have a ton of ton of knowledge
1: But I
2: mean, uh, James puts out a phenomenal newsletter called the informationist. Um, we, we share his content on the looking glass as well. So you can get access to that in both, both sources, but it's well worth signing up for, he's just got a really awesome way of breaking down some of these complex professional money, um, terms and, and he's just got a real good way of distilling it down into a real nice little bite-sized crunch. He doesn't, you know, waffle on for pages and pages and pages. Uh, he's, he's got a real good way of, of, um, putting that message out succinctly and, and just explaining, um, you know, complex things all the way from like credit default swaps to, you know, volatility, um, phenomenal newsletter. So we're really lucky to have him and, um, you know, they help, they help give us some guidance and some vision, um, uh, you know, and, and that sort of advice coming from that finance world, which is really, really valuable,
1: Mm -hmm. but it's all correct me if I'm wrong, it seems to have grown very organically. It's not like you've gone looking for the person that's going to fill a role. It's like just random guys and girls have come together and all of a sudden you've just sort of gravitated towards the thing, your own strengths. Is that fair? 100%. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Awesome and we, um,
2: like, like, oh man, it's just testament to the Bitcoin community too. Cause like even like daily, we are bombarded with offers for help and people who just want to help and get involved and want to contribute. And, you know, we get, we get, um, so the course has been, someone reached out and says, I'd love to translate this into Turkish. I'm like, yeah. I'd love to let you, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. um, you know, so we got Turkish, so we got Spanish, we've got uh, Filipino people working on that. We also got um, reached out, uh, someone else. I actually reached out to them and, um, recently uh, translated the the Bitcoin, uh, sorry, the bullish case for Bitcoin, VJ's work into Portuguese. So I reached out to him and we just jumped on a chat. Turns out he's from Madeira and he's like, love your content. I'd love to like, you know, work in um, sort of partnership to see if we can spread this to the masses of Madeira, you know, who've just onboarded um, you know, Bitcoin is, uh, I don't think, think it's quite legal tender, but they're definitely pro from a government level. They're definitely pro-Bitcoin. And, you know, that's just testament to the sort of people in the community that are just like, we're just amped to bloody, we know that what this thing is going to do. Without sounding too evangelical about it, it's going to change the world. And everyone just wants to be involved with it. It's just freaking amazing. But it kind of, it, it's like sharing a gospel in a way. Like, and I'm an atheist, right? But it
0: really is. Like you feel, yeah you want to share the right thing to do to fix the problems you know so that's just, i mean that's what it feels like when, to me it's as close to, i think it's as close to a religious experience as i've ever had in my
1: life completely
2: well that's what Vallis talks about it being a spiritual journey and i'm fully buying into that man because i'm i'm the same i, I grew up christian my mother was heavily christian right but i, I never really bought into it i was like yeah, you know what and it doesn't really resonate with me but you sort of like the, the fundamentals of doing good in the world, are uh, really resonating through this thing, and and so it can touch on so many elements in people's lives. It's just amazing, and the more you pull on those threads, you realize, man, this is real—a real paradigm shift, economically, um, spiritually, as far as behavioral changes. Um, yeah. You see people wanting to fix their diets and get fitter. It's just yeah. amazing how many areas this is touching. Once you once you realize that, hey, you know what if I put some effort in and I can actually save in uh, money that's deflationary and it's going to buy me more shit over time, I'm all of a sudden more concerned for the future. I'm going to put off that consumption. I'm going to put off that spending and I want to be around a bit longer. So I want to take care of myself and make sure I am around to enjoy it.
1: But the the, the, the thing that's great, does is that, that in you doing what's good for you, you're actually doing what's good for other people. Like, we, I don't believe that all the Bitcoiners are better than anybody else. Well, <laughs> we like to think we are right. Well, no, but, not on the record. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. When it turned out. We, <laughs> press that. But I don't I mean, I just don't. I just think what this has done is is, is fix the incentive, right? So that um, what we are doing could can appear as better for everybody else. And we can bask in the glory of doing that. But actually, we're just being selfish right? But Mm -hmm. in being selfish, doing what's right for yourself, being greedy and selfish, which, you know, you say these words and they can trigger people, but but by being greedy and selfish, you're actually propping up the price of Bitcoin for a family in El Salvador. And you can say, oh, you can say that's why you're doing it. But Maybe you are, maybe you're not, but it it doesn't really matter.
3: Well, Um, And I think you bring up such a good point because I think that it really highlights without going too deep into the technical side of things, it really highlights that whole coercive centralization to like a passion-based decentralization. where you have got a handful of people standing at the top telling you, you should be using this money and this is how it works. And no one wants to necessarily get involved in this. There's not people opening up themselves and just being like, I'm going to dedicate my life to fiat. You know what I mean? Whereas when <laughs> you look at Bitcoin, it's like passion-based decentralization. And there are people all over the world that are just like dropping their jobs just to help yeah. out in any way possible. And they don't request an income. They're just like, this is, I, I need to do this for the people. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that, I think shows you that decentralization, that spread of community that Bitcoin is creating. It's un- unbelievable.
1: And it's at all levels, Seb. It's, it's mm-hmm. um, you know, from mm-hmm. a guy sitting in his caravan with COVID and Audi writing a course for people in the world to the guy that's the, I was watching that the panel with Greg. There was the guy who was the, pre, well, he was the CEO of SoftBank who has given up mm-hmm. his job to just go learn about Bitcoin. Like, like the diversity there is unbelievable and 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 nobody's seen seeing themselves as better than anybody else we're just all approaching it going well what can I do mm-hmm and that, that's the, that's actually the most that's for me that was the hardest bit I was like well, well what can I do I, I can't do anything I'm not a technical guy I can't contribute to the code you know I can't do this can't do that and you know maybe there's half a dozen people will listen to this and maybe go maybe go and uh you know try and learn themselves that's you know i feel like i'm contributing a little bit but it just feels good we're not all of us are just doing it we're just giving away our time (laughs) it doesn't but it's not a chore Mm. it doesn't certainly doesn't feel like a chore other than the brendo aspect it's not a chore it it is a chore for me thanks for
3: pointing that out (laughs) um
0: oh Uh, Oh, so hang on before anybody goes so because we're such a professional outfit We've got a free version of Zoom. I think we talked to uh, wow. to Daz about this last time, so we're going to have to call you
1: call you oh, back. Multiple. Oh yeah, okay. We'll yeah, yeah, because
0: we
2: got more than one dude.
1: Send them a. All right. Oh yeah, they're
2: gonna. Oh, shit, we should Zoom's happen. a shit coin. Actually, yeah. hats got up me for um f- for that fact. I had a paid Zoom account. He's like
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: <laughs> and he's like, don't ask, don't ask Daz for his login because I no, he didn't say that. Anyway. All right. Give us, oh, sorry guys, Give yeah. Us two yeah. Seconds. And now I'll do some music break in the middle. And
1: we're back. There we go. From a word, a word from our sponsors. A word from our sponsors. Yeah. You mean you went for a smog? Yeah. <laughs> um, while
0: it was converting, it was actually literally converting the thing. I, yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah. I didn't actually say, oh, I, oh, we're running out of time.
2: Brendo. Uh, yeah. Yes. Dories are a shit coin.
0: I, I know friends, i know it? so is wine mate oh I just... so, so are hats
1: so are all those books on the shelf <laughs> hey don't look at them <laughs> i just um i sent my uncle i made a link to um who was it preston pish and Lawrence Lepard on this a couple of weeks ago i don't know if you guys caught that one it's brilliant mm. um but i said i've just got a oh that link was really interesting very insightful oh that is the fishing rod is in the water <laughs> <laughs> or the, with the, the line in the water um send him looking glass no no he is he is already in but yeah well happily oh, send him yeah, looking yeah. glass no, but yeah. um but he, he does own some already he's but he's just i'm just every now and again i'm just putting a little bit more out there and because but, uh, but, but this is the point right back to looking glass it's you have to find the angle for and it certainly sound, sounds like such a salesman when you say some words like that but you have to find the thing that resonates with different people right definitely um and some people it will just be the memes and they just want to have a laugh and join the club hmm. but other people they really want to go study um so who is doing the course do, have you have you any idea who's using it or um like who's how people have found it or uh, do you have any sort of oversight on that we've got a uh, a little bit
2: of analytics so we've had about i think twenty two thousand people visit holy shit um which oh. we're blown away with <laughs> that's awesome um Oh look, they're not all signed up and taking the course. We've got uh, just about seven hundred registered users for the course. That's great.
1: In what, like weeks? So we weeks?
2: always said if if we achieve a thousand people, we'd be stoked. So we're well and truly on the way. We've nearly got a thousand Twitter uh, Twitter followers. So we launched it we'd be over a month now so maybe maybe hitting into the sixth week i'd imagine um so it was about a week before the conference so which was the first week of april so yeah that's about right um but yeah we're just absolutely blown away um a lot of that reach has come from foss's audience uh, absolutely um a lot of that has come from the bitcoin 2022 conference where um because foss dropped it um we, we we bribed him you know mm-hmm. um we, we we promised him beers if he'd plug it a couple of times um <laughs> obviously you know he was more than happy to do that and um just trying to reach out We're, we've been pretty active on twitter too like dropping you know whenever we see a conversation going on about inflation or stuff like that, you know, we're, we're in there saying, Hey, try this course. We know inflation sucks too. Check this out. You know? So Mm we've, we've been pretty active trying to promote it. We haven't spent any money on advertising, so everything's been organic, which is really, really cool. But obviously that's an option as well. Um, But yeah, we're just, we're just blown away. Some of the feedback we've gotten and people we don't know who's necessarily um, you know, doing the course where they're sort of coming from. There's been a few people obviously like yourselves who have, You know that we've heavily relied on the bitcoin community to have a look at this and go yeah look that's pretty good and we've you know we've we've had some good feedback about this is exactly the sort of thing i needed to you know to have ready to go to send to friends and family for the same reasons we talked about before people don't want bitcoin shoved down their throat but there's such important messages in learning about the monetary system that you know you know, it, it, you you want people to go along that journey, so you know that feed that sort of feedback just spurs us on to know that what we've done's got a market, mm-hmm. and um, just encourages us to keep going and uh, and work on the next thing. You know, so the the next sort of course we're going to be working on uh, is is a Bitcoin specific course. So the sort of rationale behind that is okay, you you landed on our site, someone sent it to you, um, you didn't know about Bitcoin, but now you're interested. Now what? You know, so now what we're going to do is do a two part series um, of the course. First part's going to be the ins and outs of Bitcoin, learning about everything that you want to know. Again, we're going to try and strip back some of the complexities and some of the technicalities around it. But by the same token, we find it really important that you need to know how the mining works. Exactly. When you buy Bitcoin, what are you actually buying? Mm -hmm. No, it's not a digital coin that sits in a imaginary wallet it's you know just a ledger and a claim to claim to the bitcoin sitting on that ledger you know so it's the sort of messages we want to reiterate and get people involved and we actually find it kind of amazing even like some pretty hardcore bitcoiners there's some things around the technicals behind bitcoin that most you know people still don't understand so having that will give bitcoiners um that optionality as well to to really dig down and have something in one place try and make it succinct again bite-sized pieces you know with that first course we were trying to be really conscious of if you've only got 20 minutes on your commute to work we want to give you something so here's a 20 minute bite-sized module that you can do you can listen to it it's going to be the same approach with the bitcoin course and then the second part to that course is like okay so now you wanted to buy bitcoin you've learned about bitcoin you've bought some bitcoin now here's all the shit that you need to know to maintain your conviction because you are going to get hit with FUD, you're going to get hit with 25% drawdowns in a few days or 50% drawdowns in a, over a, a week or so. You need to have that conviction. And here's the stuff we think you need to know about that. You're going to hear on, on repeat ad nauseum. Um, but this is how you deal with it. Did you
0: guys look at, um, sailors, what is it? Hope.com? Uh, yeah, the, uh, uh, Sailor Academy or whatever. Yes. And, and sort of check that out and, and
2: talk about how you'd might differentiate your stuff from that. I haven't spent a ton of time on it. Um, I, I have been in there, I have registered for the course. I actually, one of the learnings we took from, from sailors course was that we found it really hard to navigate and find where we were going. Um, and I I think Seb's got something to add to that.
3: Yeah. And like he definitely focuses, I think his priority is the institutional investor. and so you notice a lot of he, he talks quite technically and he's got a lot of even going into like the tax side of things like how as a corporation you're going to be taxed when it comes to bitcoin and all this kind of stuff and so we definitely wanted to hit home and remove like one of the key things we focus on is one as you mentioned at the start like we want to make sure that it's free to those that need it most and two, we wanted to make sure that we remove the jargon. We don't want to start talking about the volatility and the VIX and all this kind of stuff. We wanna kind of like break it down into like easy to understand uh, concepts. And if we do have to use a term that is kind of known within the community, then you can click on any term uh, on our website and it's gonna pop up with a bubble and explain that term. And so we really wanna make it kind of accessible to everyone so people don't feel intimidated. Cause a lot of people find it uh, a lot of the words and the jargon used in the space it's super intimidating and so we wanted to move away from that
1: yeah fair so um, yeah i mean we just all i guess we all just gravitate to the things that we're probably better at and avoid the things that we're maybe not so good at so to have a single point of you know reference where you're you can go okay well i'm good at this i'm good at this i'm good at this but i don't really understand you know, the difficulty adjustment or something, that's not my bag. I can just go and look at it and, you know, kind of remind myself something. Cause if you're not, I mean, I find it myself, like if you're not, if you, like I use a cold card, right. But if I don't use it regularly, I completely lose track of what I meant to do. And I have to go back to stage one again and go, go, you know, go watch a bet. When of one, one, one a Ben's piece of work or something and to remind myself, right. Cause if you're not doing it all the time. I and mean, if you're using something all the time, you remember, but if you're, if you don't, it's like everything. Um, So to have that point of reference is i think it's going to be going to be great have you thought about potentially i mean i know you're saying free but have you thought about the donation side of things definitely um that's something
2: we're working on now to incorporate into the site so i know you know the bitcoin communities are giving community so when they you know it's value for value model you know when they see value they'll reward value Mm. um so we're just talking about ways that we 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 sort of come to the realization the rubbers hit the road here one of the first things we wanted to figure out was if we had a market you know are we wasting our time and it's pretty clear from from our first sort of response our first crack at this that yes we're meeting meeting a market so we're now looking at ways that we can monetize to make it ongoing right because you've got maintenance fees you've got obviously um you know the the web design we we paid for someone to do it we wanted it professional we wanted it clean we wanted it to it work. Looks great. It looks um, really good. Yeah, so it was worth paying for those sort of things, but that comes at a cost, right? So at the moment, um, you know, we were very kindly um, funded um, by some very, um, uh, you know, uh, philanthropic people um, that helped us along that journey. But you know, that's only going to go so far. So we will be relying on those sort of things, and we also want to, like I said, we we can't highlight this enough. We want this to be free to the people who need it. Um, So that's our main goal. So anything that we're thinking about as far as monetization strategies, we want that to be the core focus. And the other thing we don't want to have is a smattering of advertising all over the front page with trying to sell people things, Um, because we do want it to be accessible and approachable to as many people as possible. And there's some other ways you can you can go about doing that, but they're the sort of things we're thinking about at the moment, just to like for the longevity of this thing, it's it's yeah. you're kind of, we need to have a revenue model and we need to be bringing these things in, but how do we do that by keeping it free to everybody who needs to, to use it, you know?
1: Yeah. It's interesting. We had a chat with Oscar at um, Oscar Marriott um, Fountain. Um, you know, looking at the sort of the value, like the value for value model via podcasting. Um, Not that we are not doing this, same as you like, like you know, for example, bought a couple of chairs today. Like that's what we're talking, I'm not talking about earning a living, right? I'm talking about just like, what can we do to make this better for the people who are listening? Um, And and without having to just like, you know, constantly go back to the family and say, we're spending more money on the podcast or what are you or the website or whatever it is that you guys are doing. Um, And it's just, I don't think anybody has an object like you can speak for yourselves, but like when I listen to other people's podcasts and, and i hear the quality of the advertiser or the non quality of the advertiser often often. Right. And I'm like, I really don't want to be associated with that, but that doesn't mean there aren't good companies out there working in the Bitcoin space who you would be perfectly happy to be associated with. Right. But it, you'd be, you just want to be selective cause you don't want to sell out to some complete and utter garbage. Um, but there's nothing wrong with, um, wanted to make it a commercially, um, you know, viable. Yeah. Commercially viable model. That's, that's perfectly okay as well. And it's just, because um, ultimately what, you end up being be able to be able to provide more value to the, to the user. That that's what it's about.
2: It's so we, we've come to the realization that if we are to, you know, monetize this, we'll be able to deliver a better product, um, for people. And there are ways, like you say, with sponsorships and so forth, and we've got no, no shame in doing that. And I guess the good thing about, living in today's modern age is, is, you know, we're not in a hurry to welcome and have to onboard a sponsor. So we can be choosy, you know, we can yep. choose a sponsor that aligns with our values and wants to go along that journey and shares, you know, shares the values and the mission that we sort of set ourselves um, from the outset. So we can take our time with that, but you know, that's the sort of thing we're, we're looking forward just to be able to provide a better solution for everybody. You know, one of the other things we're looking at doing is trying to massage this, um, content into into a deliverable method you know and and what that looks like so we're exploring those sort of things and and you know there's some avenues we
1: can go down with that split right, that, oh. that, so i don't understand that i was gonna say are
2: you talking maybe like video content or no more like curriculum so yeah, so deliverable cool. content so that could be schools universities um you know institutions you name it there's a whole plethora of um of of services out there and they're the sort of things that you can present uh, a solution to and, and and monetize it in that way shape or form because we're still remaining true to the end user so say for example you to go to a school district um in the united states is a big market for third-party courses um so you you could potentially package this into a you know a solution and then you know present that to the market see see how it fits uh and then that way i've got no issue taking money off a government or a school system <laughs> um and it still remains free to the end user, the person that needs it, the person who's getting the education. So they're the sort of things you know we're obviously thinking about as as good ways. And I mean, we've done the hard work; the content's there. Um, it's it's a bit more hard work massaging that into a deliverable curriculum as far as activities and all that sort of thing goes. But I mean, the the fundamentals there, the framework's there, and then that's where the sort of thing we're looking at to just to leverage into the next phase is to is um, to what else we we can do with this stuff, you know.
3: There's a few when I think going back to the like the target market side of things I think that that is where we've spoken at kind of at length about this which is like okay there, there's a lot of content there's bitcoin magazine there is uh like all of these different kind of news focused sites that are kind of directed at maximalists but the thing is it's so hard to reach those people that either do not know about bitcoin or that aren't even looking online at any of this kind of the financial space and that's where we felt the curriculum side of things You're getting it kind of put in front of you and these kids are then going to learn about this stuff and learn to ask the right questions whereas i think at the moment i think these kids have no idea what's going on they're coming of coming out of school coming out of university whatever it may be and they don't understand what it means like what why their money is deteriorating why house prices are going up they don't understand any of this stuff and so we'd love to be able to build that foundation at an early age so they're actually starting to change the next generation which would be phenomenal that's correct.
1: like our um our you know brenda and i have kids at the same school and they do, fortunately they've just had a new school built so they've got a lovely new school and I, I look at that school and i think you could cover the basketball uh you know court with um or whatever hall with um solar you could have whatever number of miners running you could actually have a little program where you know somebody is teaching exactly what is happening there and you could be paying for the full electricity you don't have to do you know you could be, you know, charged for your time maybe, but you you could be paying for the whole electricity bill of the school at the same time. I mean, there's just so many ways that you could um you could help, but it's like when it's sort of like when money gets involved with education, there's there's this there's this sort of oh we can't do that type thing, and it's just how like even with um like your you know your schools uh what do you call it like parent teacher thing, you know, yeah, that you know all it's... the money has to be kept separate from the school money,
0: all oh, the pay and say, yeah, yeah.
1: And it's just, it's very difficult to sort of engage in there because it's, you know, you don't want to be, um, you know, seen as some business trying to corrupt a, a, a generation of children. Right. <laughs> um, but you, there's a whole teaching program that could be done in there too, in terms of what, just what's happening. You could have the kids running the whole thing. And frankly, <laughs> they would be better than most of the adults that are trying. Um, but there's well, people we're do- actually
2: toying, um, we were joking around the other day it's like, you know, with the really younger kids, it's like there might be a school teddy bear or a class teddy bear and it's your weekend to take the teddy bear home, you know, when you've got to look after it and so forth. We were joking around the other day, but it'd be cool if you had like a, a, a classroom minor and it's your job to you know log in make sure the sats are ticking away in the box yeah. are started, you other other going to say reward, a, class, you know?
0: a classroom cold card and seed phrasing you know, let's give it to some kid and, and get dad, daddy to load it up it. <laughs>
1: yeah. how many people have sat in a freezing cold school hall yeah. that could be heated by you know two s19s <laughs> <laughs> like really yeah, totally and it sounds yeah. rid- i know it sounds ridiculous but it's not like have you seen the one where the guy's you know drying his clothes with these uh the heat coming off the map. Mu- like yeah. people are doing this now. It's possible. Um there pe- there's also there's a few people doing it in the education space. Um there's the Bitcoin for kiddos book. There is the um what's I can't remember his name? It's like Bitcoin Rabbi or something. He wrote the the book. Um what's that called? Uh, something money anyway, something money, can't remember. And then there's um uh Scott Sibley and Mallory who have the game. Sham or So there yeah. are people mate, pushing into that side exactly. of things and it's you know, that again, it's
2: just we, we've we've actually been approached um, for that that very thing as well as is, is that children's space. So that's something we've sort of looked at and explored. For now, we're just gonna park it. And I think there are some really good offerings out already. So you know that that sort of space is covered. Actually, uh, Brendan, like this, I, I wrote a bit of a a Bitcoin song little little kitty nursery rhyme, mate we'll um we'll have to put it down and we'll have to record it when you come up here do you know what i've got i've actually got
1: a little one in my pocket as well Oh <laughs> yes mate. Yeah, we're i thought, were, about to sing. I thought we we're just about to get an exclusive there dad my <laughs> bags i
0: bags the orange skivvy yeah
2: yeah
0: <laughs> oh i love it let's do i know do what color sure. you're gonna
2: have but i got the orange one yeah yeah um, um s- no actually wait, so, this, this body doesn't look too good in a skivvy so <laughs> I might have to think it rethink it can I, I um,
0: know what talking can about I that? suggest maybe flagging the idea of potentially doing video content or or you know like like infographics or that kind of thing of animating the audio because I think obviously audio books and podcasts have really shown how like how huge they are now how effective they are for time poor people. But there's still a huge segment of the community. They're always on YouTube. They're always looking for video content to watch. And that's another way that people learn. Um I mean that, that that's a huge project to actually get something get a whole course animated or, or done like that. But it's certainly worth thinking it, of.
2: It's definitely something we've discussed, got it in the back of our minds. Um like you said it's it's a huge production value. Um yeah. but definitely down the track, I think like once we've got our core offering courses um we'll be definitely looking to leverage some of those unfortunately our good friend Pled music he does a lot of media stuff he is so talented in the media space he's a little bit too talented he's um been snabbled up um i don't know if i'm speaking out of turn here but anyway some um so i I won't i won't dox uh who he's been talking to but there's he's been approached so he's got his own little uh video content i'll give him a plug um what's it called seb um citadel Citadel Hunter. hunter Yeah, Citadel oh, Hunter. Hunter. Have you yeah. seen it?
1: I no. I saw the promo. I haven't seen it as is it, is it as good as I thought it was going to. I i It's, God, oh, about it, that. it's,
2: it's very yeah. entertaining. He's very very good at it. It's it's well worth. He's just such a he's a personable guy too. Man, can you he's say just... what
1: that is called again? Citadel Hunter.
2: The Citadel yep. Hunter. Yeah, it's on YouTube. Yeah, Music. We'll, we'll plug find that it.
1: below. We'll go. We'll put that in the notes as well because oh, we, yeah, yeah. I meant it. To... Was it like the pro- the promo done in like Croatia or something like that? It was a really good mm-hmm. like, yeah. Yeah, is it Croatia? Because Croatia is beautiful. Yeah, it? yeah it's done yeah, in so Croatia. Only, what are you go,
2: They're only small. Um, sorry, Seb. yeah, they're only small um, length videos. But um, he's done one in Croatia, and he's done one with um Gigi, um wherever Gigi was. Um, so but he was bombarded with offers like it just blew up uh, after that first one that he dropped in Croatia and he's actually got I think an, there's another follow up one in Croatia and I think he's um planning on releasing a few more long form but it just completely blew up this people were just absolutely stoked about it um so he's got another really cool project in the in the mess I don't know if it's is it public knowledge yet or we would going to talk about it Seb?
3: um I think he I'm not 100% sure to be honest however no, I, I know I, that I he sent us a have-
0: how about you tell us what it is, and then you can tell us before we release it, and I'll cut it out. Okay, yeah, we'll find out. So,
2: it's a fucking really cool concept. So, what he's doing is... Um...
0: Oh, my God, Hats. That is an amazing idea. Oh, my God. Oh, it's such a shame nobody can hear it.
3: Back to the show. At the moment, you're seeing that this whole lunar thing that's blown up. Like at the moment, all of these uh, these sites that used to say, "Okay, deposit your Bitcoin or deposit your uh, dollars, and you're going to get this return." They were all investing in this thing called Luna, and so they've now blown up. And there are companies left, right, and center that are just they're now ceasing to exist. And I think a lot of people had a lot of their savings in this stuff. Yeah.
0: Well, I saw actually Armin tweeted tonight that he seemed to think or heard that withdrawing from Bitcoin from exchanges was was getting delayed or there were issues oh, and all that kind of stuff the Definitely. Will yeah, be. yeah. Yeah. So, um, get I don't know off. if you
2: guys saw that, um, Coinbase 10Q mm-hmm. filing. Yeah. Tell people um, about that. Basically just, yeah. It's just highlighting the fact that, um, you know, while the Bitcoin that they hold in reserves that, you know, is basically, if you're wondering the Bitcoin that's allocated to anybody's wallet, who holds their Bitcoin on an exchange is basically considered their property yeah. and would be seized under, you know, a foreclosure event where, you know, they had to go into, into uh, liquidation or, or, or insolvency. Um, basically, that Bitcoin is treated as their property and it would get sold and liquidated to pay at creditors. So just highlights so well, that's that one example, not your keys, not your coins. Because if you have Bitcoin on an exchange and all it takes is for, you know, one of these exchanges to, you know, be thinking, okay, I can go on this anchor or wanker Bloody um, staking thing, and uh, you know, get twenty-seven percent APY on on anything I stake. You know, they might put a decent portion of their reserves into that to generate their own yield. You don't know what they're doing with <laughs> with these quote unquote reserves. Um, I guess it also just highlights the importance of using um, if you if you're going to use these services in the in the future, you, you look for the ones that have proof of reserves, like the uh, folk at Leaden. You know, I haven't. I'm not. Too familiar with them i don't use them personally but i have heard good things about their model mm-hmm. as far as if you put your resources or you want to stake your bitcoin um and, and do loans and all this sort of thing at least they're being fully transparent with where all those reserves are sitting
3: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i've used them in the past and they're phenomenal and you know what like it, it, it it's interesting it's kind of like the whole Uh, fractional reserve side of things like the nice thing about Bitcoin is we know there will only ever be 21 million but that doesn't mean that there's not more Bitcoin fiat Bitcoin and that is being created on these exchanges and if you ever watch the Netflix TV series I think it's called dirty money it looks at a bunch of different industries and one of them is the honey industry and it looks at like each year there's something like Plan B. I don't know. I, I've forgotten yeah. the exact value, but it's like 1, 1. 1.8 million liters of honey is, is is farmed. But there's like 4 million liters of honey sold. So it's just like, where, are th- where is the rest of this, like uh, the 3-point or 2-point um, yeah. whatever yeah. million liters of honey coming from? And it's because the, the Chinese a lot of the time are trying to create fake honey because it's worth way more than corn syrup. And so it's the same thing with Bitcoin. Like yeah. on these exchanges, you may see that you've got one Bitcoin, but uh, they're over-promising and under-delivering.
1: Exactly. I mean, and, and none of us know, like we it's happening, definitely happening, but none of us can put a number on it and not even the exchange yeah. that's doing it could put a number on it. Cause all they see is not mm-hmm. what they're doing. Right. So, yeah. I mean, they reckon that I've seen people quoting the number of like a hundred to one in terms of gold, like there's a hundred to one paper contracts in terms of compared to physical gold. I mean, I don't, I would be shocked if that was the number with Bitcoin, but it's not impossible it could be it it's possible can't be that much i mean but about these none of us know right so yeah. so the only way we these... know is to withdraw it yourself and to know you're holding your bitcoin and then when the shit hits the fan we'll you know we'll see who's you know whatever is when the when the tide goes out we'll see who's swimming naked right <laughs> um 100% right and you got to uh, think about the the way the capital's flow
2: to these um perpetual futures contracts too so you know you've got all this money coming into the space that is affecting price right and that's basically a perpetual claim to bitcoin it's not bitcoin so Mm. and these perpetual futures never settle they just keep rolling over and rolling over and rolling over so if you've got all this excess liquidity coming in onto these exchanges bidding up the price through these perpetual futures contracts then that's got to be impacting price in a negative way so the only real way for us to make sure that this fuckery is not going on with bitcoin is to take your keys you know Mm. stop trading, leverage Mm. stop using perpetual futures stop using futures uh, contracts and buy spot take it off exchange and store
1: it forever i it's probably (laughs) the most important thing people could do in my opinion so um maybe that might be a focus for something in on looking glass like because as far as education be, yeah, or just in ter- yeah just be, yeah because people um it's it's complicated oh, i know the people will listen to this right now think it's not it's not complicated but it, it is complicated the first time you do it i'm sure everybody who did it for the first time found it complicated right unless <laughs> if you didn't you're way more technically technically competent than i am because i found it complicated in some ways you know and sort of so, 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 still doing away right so um because you're not doing it you're not um if you're not interacting with something regular, as before, it's, it's, it's difficult, right? So to have, mm-hmm. again, to have some step-by-step um, guide to this is how you do this. I mean, I see somebody recently, um, again, the guys at Hardblock, they're about to re- uh, do a step-by-step how to take out and how to put your Bitcoin into a self-managed super fund in Australia, right? Because many of us might be sitting here going, oh, I really want to do that. But the actual, it's almost like you're daunted by The whole process, you're not prepared to start the first process, the first step of the process. Mm. Um, And once somebody breaks it down into sort of manageable
3: chunks, then it's it's totally doable. Um, Mm -hmm. Well, you know what? Like on this course that we're working on at the moment, which is kind of the Bitcoin fundamentals course. mm -hmm. In that, we're definitely going to go deep into talking about the different forms of custody. Because I think there's also like naturally, even when I look at my process about how I got into Bitcoin, I didn't start with my first Bitcoin putting on a ledger. You know what I mean? Like it took time, like I initially bought Bitcoin through centralized exchange and well, realistically we all have to buy it through a centralized exchange unless we have miners. But, um, I started with the centralized exchange and then I went to kind of some of these like more like lend things where they're actually proving your reserves. And then I ended up going from that into, okay, well then I, I went to a wallet on my laptop and then I went to a a ledger. And so it's kind of like this, this step of kind of slowly understanding the importance of self custody.
1: Yeah. And it is, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a it's a process. And Mm -hmm. you have to um, become comfortable with one step before you're able to move on to the next one. Mm And like, that's all well and good. But if we have a a problem where shit hits the fans, and and you and you yes, you bought some Bitcoin, but it's sitting on Coinbase or it's sitting on God knows what exchange, and that's the one that's done. um, That's not going to be a comfortable experience for people who
3: thought they've done the right thing. Mm. Um, Well, I think I think it goes it goes back to when we're talking about this whole kind of fractionalized reserve system. Um, When you look at WikiLeaks a little while back released a bunch of documents that showed that the the US government knew when they released um the uh when they released gold futures that it would suppress the price of gold and make it volatile so that the average the average Joe would not be investing in gold. Like they openly admitted this in some of the state documents. Wow. And so it goes back to the Bitcoin thing where it's just like. I've been a subscriber to like Willy Woo's um, kind of on-chain analysis for a long time. And in one of his emails, he's just like, at the moment, futures markets are controlling 90% of the price of Bitcoin. So only spot is only controlling 10% of the price of Bitcoin and the SEC is declining to allow these spot ETFs. And so they've already shown in the past that they use uh, gold-y, uh, gold futures markets to be able to manipulate the price of gold. And I feel as if they're probably doing something very similar when it comes to Bitcoin. But the reality is that what you're doing is you're holding a ball underwater. And the more suppression you do, the deeper you're holding that ball. And eventually that ball is going to slip and it's going to rocket. And at that point when it rockets up in price, because the demand, it can't hold back the demand anymore. At that point, this fractionalized reserve system is going to collapse. Because there's it's just, break. if there's a hundred to one- everywhere. Yeah, if there's a 100 to 1 bitcoin just as you're saying, then this this system cannot hold that. If price goes up 10x or whatever over a period of a year or so. Yeah,
2: if you're the chair of the uh the SEC and you see you've got all this feed in data between sentiment and people are starting to wake up, like more more and more normies understand what fiat currency is. Now it's not no longer a fringe term. Mm-hmm. If if you've got access to all this data and you start to see that Slowly but surely, there's a real paradigm shift happening with people's sentiment towards the dollar, right? You have to do everything that you can. Like if Bitcoin was allowed, I, I firmly believe if Bitcoin were allowed to run its course, we would be over two hundred thousand US right now. Um, and As I, if think, that every, I happened, think if everybody
1: stopped trading between nine and now and nine o'clock tomorrow morning, or you know, lunchtime for Seb, <laughs> uh, we, we, we could be a million bucks by by lunchtime. We could be a million bucks yeah, by we, lunchtime if people just <laughs> Remove the Bitcoin from exchange to stop trading. So I think, I think right? it
2: just incentivizes them to um to, to manipulate the markets with these of because if it did, more and more people would go, hang on, what's that what's that floating orange ball over there, you know, running away from me now? I need in and it'd be a total systemic collapse of the fiat currency because people would want to pile into Bitcoin mm. and it would just accelerate what's what's inevitable anyway, right? So we're lucky we're on the cusp here. Um we we know what this thing is and we're all, you know, you you go through your Twitter feed today after this market spew and the Bitcoiners are doing backflips. We're rejoicing. We're like, oh, I, never I know thought we get this opportunity again, man. I'm like a kid in a candy store. I'm like, my boss couldn't even talk to me today because i am like got two phones going and I'm like hitting smash buys, putting market <laughs> orders in, and I'm buying freaking micro strategy shares and I'm just going fucking mental and we're, we're rejoicing and everyone else like, and, and then by the same time you get all these text messages from friends going, Oh, are you okay? Thousand thousand dollars I put in is now only is eighty dollars down, you know, and I was just like, Oh my god, really?
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Long term view, people, come on, zoom yeah. out, zoom out. And uh, yeah. like this is what I often tell people, I say, if you're gonna buy Bitcoin, every dollar that you put in, you only use what you absolutely promised yourself you're not gonna touch for four years. If you if you knew, you know? Yeah. You you just I mean, we know I'm I'm buying it, I'm never touching it. Um, that's that's my plan but you know every dollar you put in don't touch for four years zoom out chill the fuck out and just come back in four years and buy me a beer
1: that's perfect next time you're uh, talking to greg can you just tell him that uh, my family's not eating because after watching him on the thing (laughs) i'm like i found 200 bucks from somewhere (laughs) i just i just i just went bop so tell him tell him him my my family's hungry because of his performance (laughs)
3: All right. Genuinely, can, that's what
0: happened. can do you guys want to just give you the looking glass another yeah, shout give out it how do they actually get it get to get to the site
3: go sam um if you check us out so we have a twitter twitter account at looking glass edu edu kind of standing for uh education um and then we also have the website which is lookingglasseducation.com and i would highly recommend like we have kind of two sections at the moment to the website we have the deep dives which kind of each article written by a bunch of different people kind of goes into different, uh, different subtopics. And then we've got kind of the course side of things. And we only have one course at the moment, but we highly, highly recommend if you're new to this, uh, or looking to kind of understand kind of this more macro picture about what's going on in the world, um, check out our course. And it, yeah, it's phenomenal. It's, uh, the foundations course, uh, debt, inflation, and the bigger picture. Fantastic. All right. So, Daz
1: Seb, uh, yeah, it's yeah couldn't recommend it highly enough for people um and also sh- you, you guys can't see it but um obviously the content you know you're very strongly involved with the content that was there it's, it's great guys well done um loved it so everybody could give it shout either share it do it mm. whatever it's um yeah. and we, all the notes all the notes will be below
0: all right thanks legends awesome, awesome.
1: yeah no, will really, really, see really... you uh,
2: in a month and a bit
1: <laughs> happy days
2: we're gonna so what are we gonna we're gonna record a pod in my garage yeah yeah, that that was gonna be secret, but that's fine. I
0: didn't, I, I didn't tell hats. Here we go. Yeah, we're we're Take kicking him chairs. out. <laughs> I reckon that's that's jar worthy. That's Doc's jar worthy. <laughs> yes, hundred sats. All right, see ya. See ya, boys
1: hey guys if you've made it this far thanks so much for listening Um, the plan with the pod is to do sort of guests one week and um myself and brendo the other week so hopefully that's working for you if you don't like one of them just listen to the one you do like um if you want a little bit more um information from us you can find it at uh, bitcoin-first.com forward slash learn